Try to keep it a little bit organic. Um, okay, okay. Welcome to Survivor's Quilt. I know it's been a bit, but we're back. Um, got my friend Paige right here. Hi, y'all. Can we yeah. introduce myself? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay, um, so my name is Paige. I'm from Chicago, and I'm a first year at Emory studying religion, interdisciplinary studies, and neuroethics, which is pretty new. Um, a little bit more about me is I really like being active and trying new things. I love food. Um, I love hanging out with my friends. So, yeah. Yeah, so how did we meet, Paige? I think we met on one of the first days yeah. of school because you were doing SOAR. No, I was doing oh, Black Men's no. Initiative. Right. But how did, wait, were you with Lex the night that, I don't think you were. You came into Lex's room and we played Cards Against Humanity. That's what it was. Yeah, that yeah. was one of the first nights. Wow. That seems like forever yeah, ago. <laughs> we literally only have a couple weeks left here for the yeah. freshman year and then we go off. I go back to Birmingham. You're staying here for the summer. Yeah. So tell them what you're doing this summer. Now. Yeah. So this summer I am doing the Ethics and Servant Leadership Program through Emory. Um, and I'm working at a nonprofit called Second Helpings Atlanta. And it's like a food recovery network. So they redistribute um, excess food to communities in need. So I'm interning there, which is really exciting. Um, and I'm staying in Atlanta, which is also kind of scary because I don't live here. I'm from Chicago. So, yeah. But I'm really excited because I want like you to visit me, Lex to visit yeah. me. I have people we'll to visit me and all that. Yeah. So it'll be fun. But sure. yeah. And I'm just staying at home um, working for my old company that I always do, which is, which yeah. is okay. I just needed a break from school, yeah. a break from like doing anything that was like relatively focused towards my future. And I was doing right. that because I know people love to do internships during the summer, but it's not for me. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So what are some of your hobbies? I know the answer. Yeah. Go ahead and tell them. <laughs> um, okay, so I do CrossFit, like, and I work out a lot. So CrossFit, for, like, those who don't know, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's, like, a combination between, like, weightlifting, Olympic lifting, and, like, high-intensity cardio, I feel like that's how I would explain it. Um, it's a really, like, inclusive international community, um, and I started because there's, like, a CrossFit box, like, well, that's, like, a CrossFit gym. Um, really close to my house at home and so that kind of like got me into lifting and all of that so like now I'm still into like weightlifting Olympic lifting so I go to the Emory gym the woodpeck all the time um, and then I also do spike ball yeah, <laughs> which spike. is like <laughs> one of my favorite hobbies um, <laughs> yeah Emory Roundnet Emory technically Roundnet. <laughs> you can't call it uh, Emory spike ball for legal reasons um, but yeah so that those are like my active hobbies and then I mean I'm other extracurriculars but those are like my go-to things Paige has been making me go to spike ball and i've loved every second <laughs> of it. so much fun we have practice tomorrow right yeah yeah i'm so excited bobby's been killing it too everyone pull up to spike ball <laughs> mondays at four four, four to six four yeah. to six and fridays from three to five three to five yeah. well we only have a couple weeks left but yeah next semester <laughs> if you're going to emory you know what to do. Yeah. So much fun. Everyone's so welcoming. It's always a good time. Mm -hmm. Bring your friends. Um, I guess my hobbies, they haven't really shifted. I've been listening to more podcasts instead of actually making them. Really slacked on this recently. But um, I've gotten really into crocheting. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned that in my first episode or not, but I've definitely made a ton of progress with that. Also gotten back into reading. Currently reading this book called Verity. It's about a writer who takes over another writer's books after she gets into a really bad accident. Mm. There's more to it than that, but I don't want to spoil. Right. It's just like 
definitely worth a read. What else do I do? You go to the gym. I do go to the gym. I'm going to go to the gym after this, actually. Yeah. Yeah. New benchmarks yesterday. Hey! Paige spotted me. Paige spotted me. 215. <laughs> Very proud of that. So, yeah. Um, let's see. What should I ask you? What have you learned about yourself in this semester? Mm, that's a big question. In general or, like, how it relates to, like, my hobbies? Just in general. Just in general. Hmm. One thing is I get annoyed by people really easily. Mm. Um, which kind of frustrates me <laughs> because I don't want to be that person that's like annoyed by people. And I, I mean, I guess I like hide it, but I get annoyed by people, but I also learned that I'm very good at like advocating for myself and, um, like balancing time for myself, like filling my bucket first before I fill other people's. Yeah. Um, cause that used to be not be something I was great at in high school. I would kind of like be a pushover, let people tell me what to do and I would do it. Um, but I think, like, through different relationships in high school and just the independence of college, I've really learned to, like, yeah, just push for myself sometimes because at a certain point other people won't and you have to, like, get yourself together and just do it yourself. Um, and that's been, like, a really rewarding thing because I feel like that's a hard lesson to learn, but once you've learned it, it's, like, kind of hard to go back. Yeah. That's Would you awesome. agree with that? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like my, the thing that I've learned from this semester, I guess in last two, is like things change very quickly. Right. Um, I guess I'm talking about my glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those who don't know, my eyesight has gotten really bad over the past couple weeks to the point where I went to the eye doctor a couple days ago and they were like, yeah, you definitely need glasses. So I put glasses on. Tuesday was when I got them. Today's Thursday. So I've only had them for about two days or so, but it's, like, everything has just been, like, so much clearer mm-hmm. than normal. And, like, even before, like, there was a certain stuff that I, I just couldn't see from farther away, which now it's just, like, oh, I see it perfectly, which is, like, has me confused as to, like, why I didn't get them sooner, but I guess it wasn't a problem before. But um, definitely kind of, like, on that note, like, your relationships with friends could mm-hmm. change. Um, I definitely know with, like, my family, I really wish I would talk to them more, but sometimes I get so, like, caught up with what's going on here that I forget to really want to work on that. But definitely, like, hobbies change, classes change, your opinions of people change. Yeah. And, but it can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing, and it can be a good thing. But regardless, it's just, like, a thing. Right. So you kind of have to just, like, deal with it. Like, so. I feel like you realize your values a lot more. Like, I definitely, like prioritize my values and also just like learn what they are like you know I value like friendships I value work I value um I don't know like having deep conversations with others but then other things like aren't as important especially like like, with talking to your family like I need to get better about that too because I I slack on it because at the beginning of the semester I was calling my mom like every day because everything was so new I felt like I needed to talk to her about like every little thing that was going on in my life and then eventually just kind of like stopped not because I wanted it to stop but just because like everything that was going on in my life started ramping up so it just got like more and more intense and then I just kind of like pulled it out a little bit so now it's definitely caught her a lot less but luckily I'm going to see them again in a couple weeks anyway so it's going to be okay yeah but yeah um what is one of your favorite classes that you've taken at Emory um Okay, last semester I took a religion and ecology class, which, like, okay, the class itself, the professor, like, love you, Professor Wu, but, like, she wasn't the best, so she was very <laughs> chill, she's super sweet, but, like, not the most engaging professor, 
but like there were certain days of that class that were very like really wholesome and made me like super happy to be at Emory like um one day she taught us about Tai Chi um, oh is that why you wanted to take it like, yeah like, oh gotcha <laughs> yeah so she taught us like how to do Tai Chi and it was, I don't know like about moving the energy around us and just like very holistic things that I really resonated with because like growing up in the Catholic Church for me religion was very like concrete it wasn't like really abstract whereas like Tai Chi which is like I think they practice that in Taoism I could be wrong I should know that but I don't know it was very just like abstract which I really liked about it and it was like my first introduction to something like religious that could be super abstract um and so I really liked that and she would also like give us um like granola bars to like increase our like <laughs> like yin versus yang yang or whatever like she would like try it she's like here this will increase your xyz or whatever it was really it was really cute um that was one of my favorite ones what was your favorite class last semester? Uh, my favorite I guess it would be from this semester. It would be digital black feminism. Oh, yeah. I did not know you were in that. It's my freshman writing. Okay, that's um, really Shout cool. out to Ariel if you ever listen to this. You're amazing. That's really cool. Um, yeah, it's just like I didn't really like. I mean, of course, feminism is a thing that like everyone knows about for the most part in right. some way, shape, or form. But with like black feminism in particular, it's like a whole other like intersectional part of it right. that I never really thought about going in. Yeah. And so like we hit the ground running, like learning about all different kinds of like feminism and how it affects like black women specifically, right. but also like African American black people as a whole. Yeah. And that was really cool to read about, but then we also had to write about it too, which was kind of challenging. But I did really appreciate the fact that like for the most part, as long as it tied into something within the course, we could write about whatever we wanted to. Yeah. So for me, one of my essays was on performative activism, and then my most recent one I had to do a video essay, and it was about how cancel culture and performative activism kind of intertwine, mm. because I think that's like something that a lot of people like don't really think about is like performative activism. Of course, is like a naturally like bad thing, but I think for the most part, um, most people kind of think about that in relation to like racial disparities and things like that. But if you look at it from like a cancel culture perspective performative activism is often intertwined with that. And one of the examples that I brought up in my essay was James Charles. Mm. And you remember, yeah. <laughs> I think we were sophomores in high school and all that yeah. stuff happened, and he got quote-unquote canceled, and I yeah. used quotation marks because it didn't really happen, because he had 16.3 million subscribers. He lost like 3 million in like 24 hours or something like that. But then you look at his channel now, and he has 24.1. Yeah. So it's like in the grand scheme of things, it was like people were outraged for a second because it was a trend to do so. It was a trend for everyone to be mad at him right. and to like want to cancel him. Yeah. But then once things blew over, because emotions and feelings wane over time, which is a natural thing, it just kind of like went back to normal. The right. people who were supporting him before were like, okay, well, no one cares anymore. We can go back to silently supporting him. And other people just forgot about it. And so it's just, you know, I talked about that kind of stuff a lot, about like how certain times people put their anger on something that they don't even really care about just because everyone else around them is doing it, which right. is kind of counterintuitive to the whole point of, like, actually holding people accountable for doing things that hurt other people. Yeah. So, yeah. So then I, like, learned a lot of stuff um, through that course, and it's been really fun. Um, today was really sad because it was our last class, mm -hmm. and it wasn't like a, oh, we're doing work the entire time type thing. We were actually just talking to her about a lot of different stuff, about, like, college, life, all kinds of stuff. So I'm definitely going to miss that. And at the end of every class, she would say, like, I like your faces, bye. Yeah. And it was, like, kind of, like, such a, like, a warm thing to, like, right. wrap up the class. And so I'm really going to miss that. 
And then I think also the second class I really appreciated this semester was my Korean class. Because I listened to K-pop going into college, but didn't really know anything about the Korean language. And I would like to say that I've gotten like pretty good at it. I was telling uh, some of my friends a couple days ago that I was not going to be taking it next semester. But then today in class, she said that she was going to open a different section with a time slot that would work for me. So okay. now I'm thinking I might drop one of my other classes and yeah. take that one. So I might do it because I really want to get like proficient in the language, yeah. and I think I'm like starting to get there with Korean. So Good. like I just want to keep going. But yeah. What like how many credits are you in next semester? Uh, I'm currently in 18, but if okay. I drop one class and take Korean because it's four, I'd be oh. in 19. Okay. Got which it. is fine. Right. I'm just gonna okay. have to put extra work in. Yeah. Which yeah. That's really cool. Your like class that you're writing class you were talking about like I'm in a African American studies class now. It's like called Black Ecology. And it, like, reminds me of that class because, well, one, my professor is, like, she's super sweet. Like, at the end, she's like, y'all are so special to me. Like, be safe. Like, I care about you guys so much. And it's so sweet. Yeah. Like, it's literally so nice. Like, I mean, I think, like, some professors do that, but it really does, like, make a difference in, like, how I, I don't know, feel leaving yeah. that class. And then also, like, it reminded me of, like, we talked about womanism. Like, we talked about, like, one day. And it's, like, basically, like, I mean, it's not the same as, like, black feminism, but it's, like, I don't know, a more intersectional, inclusive type of feminism, because I think a lot of times, like, I was talking about another class yesterday where, like, you know, um, feminism is just, like, white supremacy and heels. Like, that's what one girl said. And I was like, Ooh, No, because, yeah, that actually, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's, like, super interesting, because I feel like a lot of people, I mean, including myself, like, to be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a diehard feminist but then we don't really think about like the implications of like how that could exclude certain groups exactly so definitely interesting that's why i like emory because i would not talk about that yeah no like, i would have never up, like thought like, about that right it's so, crazy um cool, what is one of your least favorite classes at emory environmental science mm -hmm. i'm in it right now because i care about the climate but just like the way she my professor communicates it and just the way that the class is structured it's just like here's this fact about our dying world, all right, like, sit with it, that's it. Yeah. You know, like, there's no, like, Here's oh, what we can do about it. Right. Or, it's yeah. like, and even if there is, here's what we can do about it, it's like, well, here's what your generation's responsible for. And, like, that puts so much weight on, like, us as a generation, but also, like, as an individual to make all these changes and do all these things. And it's like, I don't know, it, it just feels so frustrating because that's a lot of pressure to put on one person to, like, make such yeah. a big difference. I feel like Emory as a whole does that, though. Mm, yeah. Because um, for those of you who don't know, Emory has a big, like, recycling kind of, like, culture around the school with composting and recycling. Basically, you won't see any, like, trash cans around, pretty much. And they have landfill um, containers, but they're very strict and they're, like, harder to find than recycle and compost. So you think, like, oh, like, Emory really cares about the climate and all this kind of stuff. And it's, like, great and all, but at the same time, it's kind of like a bubble. Right. Atlanta does a really good job of using recycling composting too, but I know that the second I go back to Alabama, all I'm going to see is trash cans. Yeah. And so, like, knowing that, like, of course I'm trying to do my best to, like, help with it, but at the same time, people are doing, like, climate strikes and climate marches and climate protests and stuff all the time, and it's like, there's only so much that we can do, and you don't want to put all of that pressure on just us. Right. And I feel like Emory really does kind of, like, influence that kind of like yeah. mindset of like oh we have to do everything we can to be so environmentally friendly or else the world is doomed right. which is not the case we're basically already doomed and what we're doing is slowing it down and not actually yeah. like fixing it yeah so yeah. i think like we talk about that like having 
it's like ego fatigue or something or like ego depression ego anxiety like just remembering that the big corporations are actually the ones like doing the most damage but like our individual actions still can help but it's not like make it or break it exactly but that's also like a slippery slope too because then you're like oh well it doesn't break it then why should i even care and then it's like yeah. i don't know because like there are definitely times where i'm like i don't sort through my compost and i feel like yeah. a horrible person but then i like just move on with my well day. and then here's the thing i was at an rha meeting like a month ago i think they've changed it recently to where they're like actually sorting this stuff out again mm-hmm. but um one of the sustainability people in rha was like um all the composting stuff has been going to the trash this entire school year yeah and i was like what yeah like at the beginning of the semester i was literally had i had my bags i was digging my hand into my trash bag sorting out each and everything to yeah. make sure it went to the right place right. and then when i heard that like today i grabbed my bag and i just yeah. put it in a landfill thing yeah. and i did not care because yeah. it's just like okay well, well i thought i was doing right and they just weren't doing right by me anyway so yeah. like you know what's the big deal but it's just like that's really frustrating to see because you know you're doing whatever you can and at the end of the day like doesn't right. really do anything but luckily they are like distributing it now i'm yeah. like, pretty sure yeah so, like i'm 90 percent sure i think Lex yeah. told me about that recently. i'm pretty sure because she she says the same thing and i was like i know they fixed it because i like talked to someone about it because when yeah. i heard that i was like what i was like, so mad yeah I was like, you mean i've been digging my hand through like my old expired food that yeah. was in my trash can yeah. only for it to like go to the same places no, like I know. It, uh, it was very frustrating yeah but, um luckily i think it's good now but yeah. that's still not a good thing to hear at all yeah so. I think Miley's favorite class, this is going to rhyme, but Kim202, I don't like you. <laughs> like, <laughs> it has been so difficult. Like, you can study like a dog all day and all yeah. night, and then you'll get to the exam, and they will ask the questions in the worst, most confusing ways possible. Yeah. And I'm not going to mention the professors because I think that they're good, and I just think that the way that they make the exams is, can be a little bit cruel and unfair. But overall, I don't think that, like, makes them, like, bad professors or anything. But I definitely think it's worth looking into oh, when yeah. your class averages are back-to-back 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I did even worse than that. But, like, <laughs> that's besides the point. Like, right. if everyone is not getting at least, like, a high C, low B, then, like, something is probably going wrong. Yeah. And I don't think it's in their teaching style. I think their teaching style is fine. But, like, the consensus that I've gotten from most people is that the exams are just, like, not really on the kind of stuff that we've really focused on yeah. going through the lectures and things like that. So I, that hasn't really been my most favorite class this semester. But um, Are people, like, going to the professors to advocate for change, or is it, like, not really... Like, is there not really a lot of communication? Well, do you follow Emery Malice? Yeah. I mean, so, I saw what I saw the email. Like, yeah. I heard that they were like, you need to use your resources. Yeah, it was very passive-aggressive, and I was honestly, like, I've been saying this, I honestly wish they didn't say anything at all. For those of you who don't know, they basically sent us an email after they graded the third midterm, and they were like, make sure you're using all of your resources, um, basically because the midterms are only a portion of your grade. We're not going to do anything to change it. But just study harder and do good on the final. That's basically what they said, which is a big slap in the face. But, um, you know, there's nothing that we can really do about it at this point. You know, they're tenured professors. They're um, basically, like, set in their ways. Like, it's not going to change. But it definitely puts a big, like, question mark in my face. Because I think about the majority of the people that I know that are in chemistry right now are pre-med. Yeah. And 
medical schools really look at like those kind of classes that you take in your science GPA. Right. And it's definitely going to affect a lot of people in some really negative ways, yeah. including myself probably. But um, yeah, I'm also like not even really sure. I'm too, too set on like just medicine as a whole anymore, mm. which is like, it's weird because I try not to compare myself to others, but it's so hard not to when you're seeing people that are like, taking b-school classes and they're gonna go to b-school get their business degree and start making like six figures like on that like as soon as they graduate and get their diploma yeah. but then for me i would probably take a gap year or two or like however many it takes for me to get into med school do the med school four years residency for another two maybe a fellowship and then i have double the amount with undergrad and medical school loans and now i'm making enough money to start paying it off but it's like after all that time i'm in my 30s other people are in their 30s and they're like basically probably almost millionaires at this point yeah. and then I'm sitting here like oh crap like what am I gonna do right. so I've been thinking about that and I think I still want to like be in some kind of part of medicine but I think it might be like more healthcare administration focused yeah. but I don't know I feel weird because I feel like I'm a little bit behind if I were to switch to business right now no, something not like at that all. yeah I don't know I have to think about it because Lex was telling me that I should because I switched my major to human health and I'm really excited about that. I'm not going to change that. Okay. But Lex was telling me that I should start taking B-School classes and apply to B-School, too. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. It's worth looking into, but we'll see. I would maybe take a few classes. But I wouldn't say you're behind. Like, I don't yeah. think you're behind at all. But also, like... Not knock on whatever. Um, <laughs> like, there's also more options between, like, business and medicine. Yeah. Because, like, I say that because I'm, like, not either. Yeah, exactly. But... I don't know. I think it's, like, more... And I always say, like, there's so much privilege in, like, not being a pre-professional track because, like, I have, like, the privilege of being, like, well, you know, if, if something goes wrong, I know, like, awry, like, I know, like, my parents, like, I can at least stay at their, like, house, yeah. you know, after I graduate. Like, but a lot of people don't have that privilege. So, like, I'm very lucky where, like, I can study religion and then I cannot know what I'm doing in the future and I cannot know this and, you know, just be like, oh, it'll work out because, like, a lot of people are like, no, I have to, like get a job, you know, I have to go to B-School, I have to get a job to, like, support my family, and I'm, like, that's so valid, like, that makes sense, because I feel like sometimes I'm, like, oh, well, you just want to, like, make rich people richer and poor people poorer, but, yeah. like, that's not always the truth of it, but also, like, I guess for me, like, picking my major, which could also change, it's just, like, being, like, what do I really value, and, like, how do I see this major, like, filling that, so, like, human health, like, that, I think that's a really great major, yeah. like, because it, is like combines the science of health but also just like the really important systemic like issues within it so i don't know i think that's cool too yeah what has been um one of the most fascinating things about the people at emory specifically to you they're clicky <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i think it's like it, i wasn't expecting it i think yeah. people very much like to stick with their own crowd um which is a natural human tendency, I guess, but that was my big shocker. And also that there are so many very unique people in this yeah. world. Like, there are people who I feel like I will never, like, meet anyone like them again. Like, Sam Goldstone, I'm going to shout you out because I love you. Um, but, like, truly, I told him the other day, I was like, you are one of the most unique people in this world, I feel. Like, truly. Like, he is so outgoing, so, like, I don't know, connects to people in such unique ways. So I guess those are two very different things. But yeah, one people I feel like are clicky just because a lot of people um, are scared to be uncomfortable. And that's okay. That takes time, I guess. But then also that there are a lot of unique people and like each person 
at Emory and in the world, I guess, you can, like, get something out of yeah. and, like, grow in your own way, like, through meeting them and through relating to them. So, I don't know. What do you think about yeah. that? Um, I definitely pe- think people are very clicky here. Greek life definitely, like, contributes to that. Not as much as, like, I've seen, because, you know, people have friends that's had a Greek life, too. But I definitely feel like it's very easy to fall into that trap of, like, only spending time with those people. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I definitely, like, it's crazy. I've never met this, like, people who have interests that are so, like, mm-hmm. unique. And right. this is, like, unique is the only word that I can yeah, use for I it. Yeah, like, I don't know how to describe it yeah. other than that. But it's, like, so many people, like, so many different things, especially with, like, music is mm. what I've realized. Like, everyone yeah. has a different taste in music. But then, like, at the same time, everyone also has, like, a bunch of artists that they all still, like, collectively listen to that everyone right. can enjoy, which is nice. But I think the most fascinating thing about the people from Emory, for me, is, like, how rich some people are. <laughs> yeah. Like, the wealth yeah. disparities between certain people at the school yeah. is massive. Right. Like... I'll just be, like, walking around broke <laughs> out yeah. of my mind and just see, like, some dude, I think he lives here in Raul, like, pull up in, have you have you seen it? It's, no. like, some really nice sports car. Oh. Just pulls up yeah. at the circle down there yeah. and just, like, parks his car, like, gets out, like, gets his groceries or whatever, oh. and then just, like, drives back away. It's just so crazy to me that, like, right. people here have, like, that kind of wealth. And I definitely see it when it comes to, like, material things mm-hmm. in particular because yeah. I know some people, like, you can have a ton of material things, but, like, not be actually, like, that financially stable. Right. But looking at it from, like, a material things perspective here, these people are, like, it's crazy yeah. to me. And like, I just don't understand it. I saw this guy at the gym wearing a Supreme backpack, Yeezys, and, like, all this, like, expensive, I don't even know the, like, name of the brand because exactly. it's, like, expensive and stuff. But I was just, like, Ugh. and the lo- it, it makes me mad, not because I'm, like, jealous of what they have because I'm like embarrassed because of like how much the brand means to them I guess I'm just like oh like this money could be going somewhere like better places but then I'm like okay well I'm just being judgmental so I'm not lying I kind of exploited that a little bit when I was younger so with the whole like supreme thing there's a big emphasis on like reselling things Uh so I remember I think it was in like was it ninth or tenth grade when I started doing this it was, um, I would go on the website, the second they dropped stuff, I'd buy a couple things, and would I ever get them for myself? No. Right. But I would resell them for a profit. Yeah. Because I knew that people, like, cared about that kind of stuff yeah. so much. And um, one of the things that I did not sell, that I just, like, wouldn't sell, um, I still have in my room, literally never opened it. Because I just, like, that? don't care. It's a um, Supreme skateboard deck. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, it's like, I don't put value in that right. at all but other people did and I kind of like took advantage of that yeah. which you know I mean I guess it's fine it was my way of making a hustle when I didn't yeah, have a job I mean, yeah. so yeah but it's crazy yeah. especially with like Lululemon I know a ton of people wore that like back when I was in high school yeah. and like I really liked the couple pieces that I had but like I have like two pairs of shorts that's really it mm-hmm. but um and I didn't even buy them like off from the store like yeah. the one I got from the thrift store the other one I bought off eBay but still, it's like people, you will see them just full outfit right. Lululemon with a pair of hokas or on closet yeah. shoes at yeah. the bottom. Yeah. And it's just crazy because it's like, I just, you know, I don't get it. Yeah, but. no, I don't get it either. But, I mean, like, I've definitely, I, I've been there and I am there certain times where I'm like, oh, like, I really want this because everyone says it's great. Yeah. And it's like, it's 
it's just the hype around it. Right. It's not really, yeah. I used to be embarrassed with, like, the certain kinds of shoes that I wore. Like, I would only wear, like, Under Armour and Nike growing up, but now I'm literally sitting in Asics and I don't <laughs> care. Yeah. Because that's just, they're comfortable. They were right. 30 bucks. That's yeah. the way it is. And I just, like, That's why you're a grandpa. Yeah, everyone you calls are me wise. grandpa now. I'm, I'm a wise man. <laughs> Um, yeah, we were actually talking about that in my English class today. Um, we had to say, James Baldwin had a quote that said, like, I wanted to be, like, um, I forgot what it was. It was something along the lines of, like, I want to be, uh, something man and good writer or Mm -hmm. something like that. And so we had to, like, fill in the blanks with what we thought. Well, that was what I said. I said, I want to be a wise man and honest writer. Because with writing, I've kind of started to love it again. Mm, Because when we're in high school and you're, like, in AP English... You're used to the, okay, read this passage, here's, and then now you have to write it in five paragraphs. Introduction, closing, three body paragraphs. It's very little structure, very little time for you to, like, say what you actually think about, like, the concept of, like, life as a whole and things like that. Because you were just talking about, like, what Shakespeare said in this, this, like, excerpt, which I hated throughout high school. It made me, like, not look forward to an English class when I got here, but then it was just, like, actually great when I got into it, but... Yeah, no. I, I, that, again, that's where, like, the, I hate it, like, the concrete, like, form of everything. It's like, okay, read this, do this, uh, and, like, there you go. And it's like, exactly. oh, my God, can I please have some, like, individual, exactly. like, expression? Like, like, ask me what I think about anything that doesn't have to do with actual, like, reading and writing. Right. Like, yeah. ask me about how I feel about, like, college experience, a human experience, yeah. stuff like that. Like, let's get into that a little right. bit. Right. But. I'm taking a philosophy class next semester, and I'm excited about it because, like, nice. I feel like hopefully it's more just discussion and like talking about just like human nature and all yeah. that. But I don't know. That's what like brings me the most joy in exactly. like learning in school. Thinking about like just outside of school, outside of like hobbies and everything, but just like what makes a human a human right. is like something that I really want to explore more. Yeah. Yeah. What's a hot take that you have? About literally anything. Oh, well, actually, take it back. Do one about anything and one about Emory. Okay. Well, the first one, th- this one's, like, stupid, though, that like, pops in my head. I think Chipotle's overrated. But yeah. That, but that's, like, stupid. Like, I, food hot takes are boring. Okay. I'm okay, so come up like, with another one, then. Oh, uh, okay, let me try and think about one about Emory. DC2 food was good. See, this is just about food. Wait, no, 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 but it's okay, though, because, like, people hate the DCT so much. I love the much. DCT. I just no, also you... like the ambiance of it. Like, people are so, like, people are besties with, like, the DCT workers. Yeah. Like, I have a few that I'm, like, friends with, but, like, some people, especially at, like, not peak hours, if you go, some people literally just hang out with them. Yeah, they're just sitting and, and talking. Like, yeah, yeah, and it's great. amazing, and I love that, like, culture of it. Um, but, yeah, I love the DCT. <laughs> I think a lot of people like negatively comment on like the like quality of the food. Yeah. But I definitely think like it could be a lot worse. Yeah. No. Right. Like, honestly, I know a lot of people talk bad about the breakfast because the eggs are like from like, made from like a powder. Like, I mean, uh-huh. the eggs aren't my favorite thing in the world. I used to always like make my own eggs growing up. Yeah. But if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, like that would be wasting a ton of eggs to right. like make full, like, real eggs for students yeah. all the time, just, like, have to have it, like, ready, because, you know, you don't know how many people are actually going to show up, Yeah. but it's just, like, stuff like that, but then just, like, the privilege to even, like, be able to get up and go walk to get food in the first place mm-hmm. is just, like, its own thing, and I definitely don't think a lot of people realize, like, how yeah. accessible that it is, 
and um, yeah, it's like not as bad as people like say it is. If you yeah. get sauces, if you season yeah. the food, right, it, it's it's fine. Right. It's fine. It's yeah. it's a good vibe. No, I like it. I think I love the convenience of it of having it just like ready. We have so many options, so many choices. Like my parents always said, like growing up, like it either be like, all right, tonight's like spaghetti, the next day it's like burgers. You know, it's like, but we have literally like we can pick from so many options. And I'm also not a picky eater though, so like that helps. Like if I were a picky eater, like I probably would like have some problems with it. But I just like naturally, I'm not a picky eater. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like I can always find something. Yeah. I mean, I would consider myself to be a relatively picky eater, but they still have food that I like, I so it's like kind of okay. Yeah. I'm also not vegetarian too, which. Wait, you are. Or you I'm are? not. Okay, gotcha. So like. If I were vegetarian or vegan, I, I feel like if I were vegan, it'd be really hard to find food. Yeah. Um, but I'm not either of those. So. <laughs> so what's your hot take about um, just like anything non-food related? Um. Oh my God, it's so hard to think of one that I won't get canceled for. No, I'm kidding. I can't even think of any. Come back to me with that. Okay. I, well, do you have one? Like, because I feel like I need like an example. Or okay, something. this is one that I auto default to. That, like, if people were to ask me that same question, I would, this would be the one that I would say if I can't mm-hmm. think of anything, like, fresh and new, is I don't think anyone should be able to have, like, any, like, regular, like, run-of-the-mill person should be able to have any kind of firearm that's, like, stronger than a handgun. So that would be, what's stronger than a handgun? Like, a rifle? Yeah, like, an assault rifle, shotgun, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like, I think handgun at the most is, like, right. what any regular person should be able to access. Why are people... popular person i'm sorry let me <laughs> no you're fine um what's another hot take okay i honestly i feel like i <clears throat> mostly agree with that well i mean <clears throat> what do you think about like the police like you think they should also just have a handgun well um i guess like i don't know what situations they need like okay so if we were to create a perfect world where all of the citizens only have handguns, I don't see the need why, or I don't see the reason why they would need yeah. other guns, right. too. No, I see that. I agree. Right. I guess I'm thinking, like, very Wild Wild West focused, where everyone yeah. only had the little yeah. flip-up guns, but, yeah. um... I'm, like, not yeah. informed enough to, like... I would say I probably agree with you more than I disagree with you, though. Gotcha. But I'm also not, like, informed enough where I can, like, fully agree or disagree. Yeah. I mean, a perfect world. I'd like no one for her to have no one to have any guns, but that's true. Because <laughs> I'm kind of like anti-technology when it comes down to it. That's like true. I'm just like, I don't know. Certain things I just feel like are doing more harm than good. Which I think that a lot of people agree with that. But at a certain point, I just like would love if there was just like very little technology. Yeah. But. That's your hot. Do you have a hot take about Emory? Oh my god. I'm trying to think. Um. I feel like it's not as hard as people think it is. And I'm not saying that that sounds so arrogant, but I feel like people, like, love to think that, like, they're dying and that, like, Emery doesn't care about them. Yeah. But, and, like, I will agree. Caps, like, sucks. Like, you know, like, that's not a hot take at all. Like, Caps sucks. Like, there are a lot of people Caps that... Caps is our mental oh, health, yeah. like... Like, psychological yeah. services. I think Emery cares more about people. That's my hot take. Yeah, Emery cares more. Like, 
more about us than a lot of people make it out to be. Yeah. I think. Not that it's, because it is, it is a hard school, and I'm also a religion major, so I have, like, no rights to say that, but I guess, yeah. Because I think a lot of people, like, they're, like, for those that don't know, there are two, like, students who died this year, which is, like, horrible, and they were both, like, tragic. Um, but I was talking, I was on, like, a field trip from one of my classes the other day, and I was, like, talking to one student, I was like, oh, um, like, my hall had this, like, therapy dog session thing, like, the other day, and it was so sweet and cute and whatever, and they were like, well, that's nice, but Emory's not doing anything to, like, fix, like, this, like, problem and blah, 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 and I was like, you're so right, but also, like, I'm not, you know what I mean, like, I mean, if you were to ask someone at this school, like, the people who complain the most, if you were to ask them, like, how would you, like, go to fix this problem right now? Yeah. Half of them would not be able to say anything. Right. Because I feel like a lot of people at the school, I was going to touch on that in my hot take. Yeah. They, like, I don't know, it's, like, fake. We're, no, we're hypocrites. It's we're like, all hypocrites. It's incredibly fake at yeah. this school. Like, people in RHA, even, like, RHA is, like, Residence Hall Association. Like We're both in it, but we're yeah. also both not doing it next year. Yeah. Waste of time, freshmen. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do don't it. Don't do it. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. People are like, oh, Emory doesn't know how to, Emory has so much money, and they don't know how to use it. And yes, that's true, like, a lot of times, but we're doing the same, we have, you know, $600 left in our budget, and we're like, how do we spend it? Let's just spend it on money to feed our, like, feed just our hall council. Like, we are doing the exact same things that Emory is doing, and we don't even bat an eye. And I, like, said that in, like, one of our meetings the other day, and they're like, well, it's different. I'm like, it is, but at the same, like, fundamental level, we're just as hypocritical as, like, the admin in the top, like, positions at Emory. Everyone was mad when they had that thing on the quad during parents weekend that was basically like a fundraiser. Oh, 20, to like, yeah. The was it? 20, 2060, 2030? 20, I don't know. It 2036? Was, oh, I think it was 2036. <laughs> something like something like that. But um, yeah, like people were outraged. Yeah. And it was just like, I think the biggest problem was they were saying like, I guess financial aid money that was, was being yeah. or something for that yeah. and in which case if that was true then that's like incredibly horrible but if right. not then again we're just yeah. as bad as they are because my whole council as well had like 600 bucks we did a boba right. event yesterday yeah. we're doing a chick-fil-a event coming soon but um and those it's not just like just feeding us because boba is like we got so much so like i think we ran out because yeah. like all of our residents went and got it and that was great but we were supposed to be doing that throughout the entire semester and we kind of just didn't so right. it was kind of like a last minute thing but um and even like buying chick-fil-a yeah like i mean i i it's not like i don't really buy chick-fil-a and i honestly think it's more because it's expensive and i like i'm indifferent about the taste of it but like also because of like their political standings with certain things and so many people are like buying it and they don't care at all about it but then they'll like I don't, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. I don't want that to make me sound like some raging conservative because I'm not. But I just feel like yeah, no, so I many people are just mean. like, they love to just complain about things and say how everything's corrupt. But then in their own personal lives, they're doing nothing to change or nothing to fix it. Like within their own like personal sphere. Exactly. I'm just like, and I'm so guilty of that. Like I, I will say it again because I do, I do not want to sound like sanctimonious or like holier than that or anything. But like, I don't know. I just think no one recognizes their hypocrisy like yeah in life no, and i'm just like you have to at least be aware of it if you're not going to change it at least be aware exactly so, I, I think my hot take would be that like i hate the culture at, or i guess like not a hot take but just like a problem that i have with emory 
not the school itself, but the students in it, is like the like feeling that you always have to be doing something. Yeah. Whether that's like you you can't sit in your room and just watch a TV show. You have to be watching it with a friend. Yeah. Or going to eat with a friend, or going to work out. Yeah. Or going to a party, or going out. Going out culture at the school is so overblown. Stupid. Yeah. But bigger than them all, is the pressure to constantly be studying. Yeah. It's like. Oh, if I'm not studying, I'm going to fail. Like, oh, I'm stressed out with work. I have so much stuff to do. Right. If I hear the phrase, oh, I can't go. I have to do work one yeah, more time. I know, I know. It's going to make my brain <laughs> yeah, explode. Know, yeah. Because some of the people at the school, you will see them in libs all the time, right. constantly just studying all day, every day. Right. And then they'll be like, oh, I'm so, like, bogged down with work. I have so much stuff yeah. to do. I'm so busy. And then those same people will be the ones acing midterms and right. finals. Yeah. Like, and, yeah, their hard work pays off. But I definitely think, like, that whole thing of, like, expressing to people how stressed out you are, like, how much stuff you have to do definitely isn't helpful to the people who are taking time to do things that they enjoy. And they see that they're not doing as much as you. And they're thinking, wait, I don't feel that stressed out. Wait, maybe I should be. And then it's, like, for me personally, that's put me in a very negative mindset because I'm, like, this is why my grades suck. It's because I'm not doing as much as the other people are. I should be studying in libs all the time. Like, I should yeah. stop doing the things that make me happy. I should stop going out as much. I just need to be studying more. And that's actually not really helpful because, no. yeah, I just, no. at least it doesn't work no. that for me. No, I totally feel that. Because I feel like I saw this on social media the other day. It was like, the only person you should compare yourself to is who you were yesterday. Not, like, anyone else in the world. I mean, that that's, like, physically not possible for me at least or at least in this point in my life because I feel I was actually thinking about this like yesterday like I feel like I kind of derive a lot of my self-worth about my productivity based on how I compare it to other people which is like what you were saying like that's like how we are at Emory and like a lot of like these colleges and just in college in general um I don't really remember where I was going with that but just like it's so hard to get out of your head and just like embrace that like you know you're burnt out and it's okay to be burnt out and like maybe this person doesn't get burnt out and you're jealous of them but it's like that's just how your brain works and you can't beat yourself about it up about it for like how you naturally are and I think there's a lot of freedom and just kind of embracing and like speaking your like truth and like being vulnerable about like when you're like you know I can't work as long as you can like I try and do that like I kind of like Cause like sometimes I'm embarrassed. Like for me, I can only study for like two hours max, and I go like crazy. I get so impatient. And like there are some people who can spend like ten hours in libs, like literally ten hours, and they're like, yeah, I just bring food and I just study. And I'm like, good for you. I cannot do that. And though that like sometimes bothers me, I'm like, I think there's a lot of freedom in just speaking that and like not even making a joke out of it, but just like making light of it and being like, but that's life. Like there's more to life than flexing that you can study 13 hours straight yeah so i don't know is it bad that like i don't want to shame people for doing things that like they feel like they need to do or i guess if studying makes you happy but i feel like that's not taking advantage of college if you're just studying all the time i agree i think some of my favorite experiences this semester have been when i've either been not on campus or i have been doing remotely no studying yeah or I, like, just don't study at all during the entire day. Is that Chance? Chance. Shout out to Chance. <laughs> we love you, Chance. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think, like, yeah. you got to have that balance at right. this school. 
because if you fall into that trap of like I have to constantly be studying and I feel like the classes kind of contribute to that too not even with the amount of work that we have to do but the fact that like tests in particular are like a big portion of our grading system um, I definitely miss back in high school where you could bomb a test mm-hmm. and then just ace the next couple and still get an A. Right. Here, you bomb a test, the best you can get is a B at that point. Like, it's just kind of done. Yeah. But, you know. No, I think, like, because I think your original question was, like, is it bad that I think this? And I was literally talking about this in therapy today. So, like, <laughs> perfect. But, like, it's, like, it's, it's wrong to, like, judge other people's values. Like, let's say this, like, person A, like, really values, like, getting good grades and like being really like professionally successful and getting all these internships and like working super hard and whatever but like I value more like balance and like um I guess not really balance but I value more like social time and so it's like they can work really hard and be achieving their values and be really happy like they can be really happy if that's what they truly value but and I can be really happy if I truly value social time and I'm getting a lot of that but I think, like, you can be concerned about someone when, like, they don't actually value that, but they think they do. So they're, like, trying to, like, live up to this value that's not yeah. even theirs. So I think, like, as long as you're not placing, like, judgment on it, I think it's fine to, like, think about yeah. it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I guess it's, like, if people want to do that, that's good for them. I just know that's not what I want for myself. Right, yeah. So. And just kind of leaving it at that and not thinking too much into it. Because I always do that. I'm like, oh, they must be so sad. And it's like, they're probably not. They're probably doing fine. Yeah, no, they're probably, like, having a great time. Yeah. Because I know for me, like, when I'm studying, if I have good music, it doesn't matter how long yeah. I study. I just get it done. Right. But. but, I don't know. I'm trying to be better about not being as judgmental. Because I think that's, like, one thing that I'd really like to change, but I don't put enough effort into, like, mm-hmm. doing. That was one thing that, like... I try to stay away from because I think I, I don't know if I was talking to you about it or Lex or somebody else, but it really bothers me how judgmental people are at the school. Mm-hmm. Like they're constantly talking about, like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you won't believe like what so and so did, and it's just like sometimes situations are about themselves, but for the majority of the time, it's people talking about like stuff that has nothing to do with them. Right. And so it's just like at that point, why do you care? Yeah. You know, and I definitely feel like with Greek life too, like. People are always constantly talking about, like, oh, like, stop sororities, talk frats. Like, that stuff yeah. does not matter. Yeah. Nobody cares. Right. When right. you're in it and you have friends and, like, none of that matters. Right. If you're not in it and you have friends, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Like, nobody cares. Yeah. But I think at this school, it's like, if you don't have anything to talk about, you auto-default to talking about other people. Yeah. Which is very harmful. Mm. And I try to, like, when I do see people that are talking about other people in a negative manner, I kind of, like, try to the yeah. conversation um there's definitely been like one situation that, that happened with one person at the school not even go, gonna go that deep into it or else it seemed like a hypocrite but it got to the point where it was a big thing like pretty much everybody i knew had talked about it at some point and somehow it's still being brought up when that happened in like i don't know december or something yeah. and so it's just like i don't understand it and people bring it up as like a joke or like a talking point like again like when they run out of stuff to talk about right. that comes up and it's just like i don't get it like, yeah. find something else to talk about or just, like, walk away and don't talk. Yeah. I'd rather you not bring that up to me again. Yeah. Because that person had something happen to them, and I'm sure they're incredibly embarrassed about it. Right. And you're bringing it up all the time. They don't even know that you're doing it, yeah. but I do. Yeah. And, like, that makes me feel mm-hmm. bad for that person. Yeah. And I definitely feel like, whether it's that situation or, like, other stuff as a whole, people are always talking about some kind of, like, other person. And I know I do it some, too, and that's what I'm trying to, like, work on fixing. Right. But I definitely feel like the school really really bad 
that. It's really hard to avoid it. Yeah. I feel like I become more gossipy, honestly. Since, yeah, like, no, same. Coming to college. It was bad in high school, but I definitely think it's like ten times worse here. Yeah, no, because even like, because so I was in G five, so I was in a sorority. <laughs> For those that don't know, I dropped it because I feel like once I was in that culture, I like really noticed how much I was gossiping and like how much I was like participating in conversations that could like be harmful to other people. And then that was, like, part of the reason why I dropped. And it's not even because it was, like, of this sorority or of, like, I'm not blaming Greek life. Like, you know, I'm at fault, too. But just, like, the culture kind of perpetuated it. So yeah. I was, like, it's better just for me to not be in it. Um, but I feel like even though I'm not in it anymore, I'm still kind of, like, interested in, like, to hear the gossip. And then, like, once I have this knowledge about drama or gossip, I feel like I have something special and unique. Yeah. And it's like, it's not even mine to yeah. be special. Like, it's but not then even like, like, what do you do with it once you have that? Yeah, because I just want to tell people. Like, yeah, no. We always joke in our suite, like, since I live with three other girls, like, it's like, if one of us hears something, it goes to all of us. And like, we joke about it and, and like, embrace that. But like, at the same time, it's still not good. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And it's hard to not, because it's like, once I hear something, I just like, want to talk about it. Exactly. But, Something I want to change, but I don't know if it will. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. it will. Do you have any questions that you want to talk about? Um, any talking points? Um, what are your opinions about Greek life? That's a really hard one, and it's putting you on the spot. Uh, I love it. It's great. Um, definitely something that I really enjoyed being a part of school year um definitely one of the highlights of my school year but it's weird saying that because i don't want to put all of that like emphasis on just that like one aspect of my life right but um yeah i definitely really really feel like it's made me embrace the Indian experience more and i know for some people that aren't in greek life um it's like you know you can embrace that in other ways yeah. but i know for me personally like Part of the reason why I even joined Greek Life in the first place was because I had a lack of male friends mm. last semester. And so I wanted to change that. Right. Because, I mean, I knew you, Lex, a ton yeah. of girls, but right. when it came to, like, hanging out with, like, a core group of, like, guys or something like that, I didn't have it. Right. So that's definitely changed. I love the fact that that's changed. And right. uh, I honestly wouldn't regret that choice. But, yeah. That's awesome. That's good. I feel like that's the most wholesome response I've ever heard to that answer, like, in a good way. That's helped you, like, embrace that Emory experience. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of people are like, you know, it's just, like, really lit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, like, I mean, sure, it's, like, fun, you know, there are parties and things like that all the time. Yeah. But, um, I definitely feel like it's more of the people that I've gotten to meet that I've enjoyed mm -hmm. more than anything else. The people right. that I can, like, go and talk to or I just see walking across campus and I can wave and have, like, a five-minute conversation, something like that. It's just, like, it's made me really, like, feel like I know more people, which is, like, know more people on, like, a deeper level, yeah. which is, like, really nice to know. Yeah. Because I feel like it's hard in college to, to like, get really close with people. Because you don't have those, like, lull moments where you're, like, you're just, like, sitting on your floor talking as much as I did in high school. Like, I guess that might be, like, another hot take is, like, I feel like a lot of people at Emory are, like, oh, I don't, I'm not, like, close, you know, I don't, like... Yeah, I'm not close with, like, people in high school, and, um, like, it's really easy for me to become really close with people at Emory, and for me, it's, like, I kind of just, like, feel differently about that, like, I'm still pretty close with my friends from high school and, like, grade school and stuff, and, I mean, we all had, we were, like, we had the gift of, like, all that time to become close, 
but I feel like at Emory or at college in general, it's hard to become closer with people because like you're always doing other things other than just talking. Yeah. It feels like, I don't know. I feel like I'm definitely closer with people here than I am in high school, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's just like a person to person type basis. Because right. I yeah. know some people that still talk to their high school friends like every day. Yeah. But one of my closest friends, I talk to her every couple days. But other than that, I don't really talk to that many people from my high school at all. Yeah. So I guess it just depends. Right. But. Yeah. No. But it definitely depends, like, from person to person. You're definitely right. It's just... Because I feel like some people, too, that I consider some of my best friends don't know, like, huge things about me. Because, yes. like, I'll, like, want to bring something up, like, casually. I'm like, wait, I can't talk about that Yeah, casually. I was like, like wait, I cannot like, bring that up here. It's, like, an intervention, I feel. Like, I can't just be like, oh, like this trauma like let me just joke about it because it's like they don't even know yeah if i were to like say that yeah so i feel like that's also weird too because it's like you don't have all of that like past life experience together where you can just like be like oh do you remember this or this happened to me and like it's funny now because it's like everything i don't know you have to kind of like bring in all of your past and like implement it little ways and conversations or else i feel like no one will get to know me true I feel like you can be close to someone, but not actually know anything about them. I definitely feel like what's helped with for me a little bit has been Lex, because I've known her for three years, right. so it's like very easy to talk to people about certain things. Like where I will dress a certain way, and she's like, "Oh, you look like you're from Mountain Brook right now," <laughs> and I just start like dying laughing. Yeah. Other people around us are like, "What are they talking yeah. about?" But it's like you know, it's being able to have someone that you can talk to about like that kind mm-hmm. of stuff that like they just instantly know it, and you don't right. have to like nuance it or like talk about like what that truly Mm -hmm. means like so nice but I also do kind of like explaining certain things like Mm -hmm. the reason why I don't know anything about the NBA is because Alabama doesn't have any (laughs) professional sports teams and so yeah it comes I didn't even know that yeah no we have nothing we basically have college sports and that's it yeah it's interesting but at least your college sports are like really popular true but I wish it was like both right but yeah I mean I know nothing about like any professional sports and I live in Chicago which is like not good <laughs> but I just don't care about we it we gotta make spike ball a professional sport no we do I think no it is professional well they have like people who like professionally play it oh. I don't know if they're like are certain leagues like there probably are I wish we could put on like the same level as like bowling or like no yeah pool I know that kind of stuff like if it could get that yeah that popping I definitely feel like yeah next year and like the rest of the years I'm gonna be really in spike yeah. ball yeah my bias set myself. No, you should. Make sure you buy the pro set, though, because I just have, like, the $60 one, and it's not as good. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. I'm excited for next semester. I'm sad that the semester's ending. Yeah, I know. It kind of feels like we're about to go on, like, winter break or something, but this one is so much longer. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess. (laughs) And like all my friends are like, oh, come visit me, come visit me. And I'm like, I really wish that we could just like stay here. Yeah, <laughs> so I know. Like, like if we didn't have classes, but we were just here, like right. that would be so cool. But and people always say like, oh, I'll visit you, but they don't act like. Yeah. It it's it's a nice thing to say, but it doesn't actually come to fruition. Yeah, like some of my New York friends are like, hey, come visit me over the yeah. summer. And I'm like, look, I've never even been on an airplane before. Wait, really? Me, yeah, wow. I have not. And I'm like, New York does not sound like the first place that I want to go on yeah. for an airplane. Yeah. So we'll see. Oh, we found an electric skateboard. Oh, that's so cool. I want to get a bike. I had, my parents just picked my bike up. I had a bike and they 
took it back to Chicago because I never rode it. I rode it like twice here. See, I think like I want to get a bike, not to like actually get anywhere on campus, but I just want to like ride it. Yeah. Because I used to do that a little bit every once in a while. Back home, I used to like ride my bike in my neighborhood, not to actually get anywhere, because I'd literally yeah. ride in a loop and then go back to my house. <laughs> but like just being able to just like ride, clear my head, maybe yeah. play some music or something, that would be nice. They have like the bike social club here. Really? They like bike and get like ice cream. Oh. You should talk to. Do you know Justin Burnett? Barnett. I do not. But okay. Always time to meet new people. He's um. You probably recognize him. He's Lexus sore leader. Oh, she, like, does his nails yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, um, I don't know if he's the president. He's, like, he's, like, on exec, I think. Um, so definitely talk to him if you want to do that. Or I want to go at some point. I keep saying I want to go, and then I haven't. But, like, I, I genuinely do. Do they have, like, bikes for people? Or do you yeah, you can rent them. And Raul's, there's, like, a huge bike rental place. Yeah, I like know. Raul, yeah. That's crazy. I yeah. can start, like, getting more active with, like, outside of, like, just lifting and running. Yeah. And do, like, other stuff. And that's where, like, spice comes in and stuff like that. I just, like, overextend myself, and then then you drop things. Like, because my pod leader for IJ, like, one piece of advice he gave me this, like, or last semester was, like, over-involve yourself now because it's a lot easier to over-involve yourself and drop things, like, than, like, the opposite. Not that it's, like, impossible, but just, like, you get to really try out a bunch of different things and then, like, see what sticks. Yeah. So I've definitely done that. Like, there are a ton of things that are not going to stick for me, but there are also a lot of things that will, like, spike ball. Exactly. Whereas, like, RHA, I'm like, no. Like, bye. <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> like, I can't do that either. Yeah, no. That was just, like, for those who don't know, RHA is basically a residence hall association. It's filled with freshmen and at the, like, lower level and then upperclassmen. But the whole premise is, like, holding events for the people in your dorm but the problem where that comes in is um, I know a lot of the halls have had, like, drama mm-hmm. in the councils. I know mine has had a ton of drama. I'm not going into it because it's not important. <laughs> but um, And then you get to the end of the semester and you have 600 bucks left on your budget yeah. that you could have spent on your residence throughout the entire semester. But because all of that other stuff was going on, you completely forgot about it. Right. And so now you're, like, rushing to spend all of this extra money. Certain people aren't helping as much as they should. It's a whole, like, thing. And then... You know, it really makes you not want to do it right. in subsequent years, which yeah. is why a lot of freshmen that I know that are in RJ now want nothing to do with it their sophomore year. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. I just don't like the big organizations at Emory. And it's not, like, necessarily their fault. It's just, like, I just don't like the way my personality, like, meshes with it. Yeah. Because I like to really feel like I've, like, made change and done something. And, like, in huge, like, bureaucracies like that, it's really hard to make change. Yeah. It's for some people. I just don't think it's for me. Yeah. I agree. Well, this is an excellent talk. <laughs> I really enjoyed this. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, we thank have to you. like talk like this more. Yeah. Even if it's not on the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Paige. Yeah, thanks, Mommy. Right. Thank well, you. Was it Survivor's Quill? Yes. Thanks, guys. We are signing off now. <laughs> Bye-bye.